welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Mercenary Force. Mercenary Force for the Game Boy was developed by Linar and co-produced by Live Playing and published by Melnak. Melnak. Yes, and it was released in Japan on the 28th of April in 1990. It was then released in October of 1990 in the U.S. of A. and in some nebulous date still in 1990 for Europe. Okay. So okay. not not bad at all. Now, Linar is probably best known for also creating the game Deadly Towers. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, known for being very hard. Yeah, yeah. And much maligned by Sean Baby. But to be honest with you, I have never played it. Uh, I, I own it. Um, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a game I always wanted to like, uh, and there's a lot to it, but I don't know. I One time I saw some maps online that somebody had made, and I was like, holy cow, I did not realize... These dungeons are huge, and all the rooms look exactly the same, and I was like, there's no way. Well, Melnak is a Japanese music and game company, mm-hmm. and they released uh, a few not very notable things, uh, such as Zombie Nation. Okay. Which, uh, are, f- are you familiar with that? I remember it. I've never played it. It is one of the rarest NES cartridges. It's a weird game, right? Yeah, you are a giant... Um, like a head, right? Japanese zombie head. <laughs> and you're flying around in cities, destroying buildings and things like that. Sweet. Yeah. It's kind of like exactly what parents thought like bad video games were. <laughs> uh, but they also are responsible for Jennifer Love Hewitt's very first album. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, entitled Love Songs. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah, I own it. And, uh, well, I'm glad. Uh, that means you imported it because it was exclusive to Japan. Ah, oh, well. And then there is the game itself, Mercenary Force. It was rumored that it was not going to be released in the United States under its original format. There was a game uh, called Ultima something. It was like an Ultima shooter. Okay. And many people theorized that that was going to be this game reskinned. Oh, okay. But I think we lucked out and we got quite a nice version. Yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Mercenary Force? Well, uh, okay, Mercenary Force is a, it's basically, it's a left to right side-scrolling shoot-em-up, but it's got a, with a twist, we'll say. Yeah, it's kind of like a 2D squad shooter. Yeah, you get uh, up to four people, and you have several formations and different characters to choose from. You build your little squad and, uh, you know, progress through these levels. Okay, well, let's break that down a little more here. You are a mercenary. You are one to four characters all at the same time. Yes. But you really control what is called the leader, and the others kind of follow in a formation. Yeah, they're your minions, I guess. Now, you can shoot. There is no jump because it is a third-person perspective, and there's no reason to. Right, right. But you can shoot, and when you shoot, all of your characters shoot at the same time. Yeah, and you uh, generally, you can't aim your shots. You're shooting straight to the right a la Gradius or mm-hmm. other... Or similar. whatever direction your character does. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to all those in a moment. Now, your characters also have a special attack. Yeah. And if you hold down both buttons, they turn into their super form, they do their super move, and then the character is gone. Yeah, so that's... Sacrificed. A, yes. Um, and you want to do that right before they're about to die, as your characters all come with hit points as well, mm-hmm. so you keep an eye on that. Now, to use a super move, that person has to be the leader. Right. And the hardest part is getting that person to be the leader before they die. Because to do that, you must hit the select button. Yeah, that's how you rotate your... Well, you move through your leaders. You know? Correct. And that will change the whole order of your parties, you know, who's where in the formation. Yeah, who's on first. Yeah. And then there are four formations as well, and you can change those with your B button. Yeah, these are um, your actual... the shape of your squad, so yeah. to speak. So if you have four characters, when they come out, they will be in a loose diamond shape. Yes, that's uh, your wind formation. Mm-hmm. And they all have names. And then you will also have a different formation if it's down to three characters as well. Yeah, they'll all consolidate kind of up into different slightly, you know, you can see where they're trying to get at the old formation or the full formation, but you know, it's kind of nice. So uh, I don't really remember the exact order of the formations, which is a problem when you're playing because you really do need to snap between them fairly yeah, I wish there was like a little indicator maybe or yeah, something. But Agreed. I think after that is the uh, 
mountain formation, maybe? It's either that or the... Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about the actual order you go through them, yeah. I don't... I, yeah. So. But we'll talk about the mountain next. Okay. And it is just a big wall of fighters. It's everyone lined up vertically. Yeah. Um, didn't use this too much. Uh, I never do. There was a couple spots where I realized after I was like, I bet you could use it here, but not very many. You're too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Then you have the formation of the forest. Now, this is one of the two I use the most. Same here. Where you are just in a very tight square. Yeah, all four of your guys are touching each other. It's mm-hmm. Two in the front, two in the back. And the back two are usually fairly protected by the front two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no bullets can really get through, whereas, you know, with that first formation, there is a big enough gap where mm-hmm, bullets mm-hmm. can pass and then hurt your guys. It's true. And then finally, we have the fire formation. And this was the other one you're going to want to snap back and forth between a lot. Oh, yeah. And this is more of your horizontal formation, but it's not 100%. If you have four characters, you have two of them in a row, and then the back two in like a little triangle coming off of them. Yeah, it's uh, it, this is your most focused the fire Almost power. an yeah. arrow shape. Yeah, yeah. And it's easiest to squish them to the wall and that kind of thing, because while these characters are in this loose formation, they are not rigidly held to it. Right. There's a little lag when you move like between your leader and the followers. Yeah, they have their own AI. They will follow you around, but they will also get stuck behind things. Which, okay, and to this game's credit, there's no, uh, unlike many shoot-em-ups, there is no collision damage with walls and stuff. Your guys will just kind of move around them, or mm-hmm. even if they get stuck, they'll move through with no penalty. Yeah, the only downside is that it does kind of keep them away from the party for a while, mm-hmm. and they can take some more hits, because right. every one in your party has their own health. Correct. Which is another really cool thing about this game. Yeah. So as you go through levels, you will be shooting enemies. And those enemies drop yen coins. Yeah. And each one is $10, 10 yen or whatever. Unfortunately. Which is not very much money. <laughs> no. that, is, that is true. But you use that money to buy items. And then you are given money at the very beginning of the game. I think 5000 Correct. Yeah. And you can also use that money to buy your team of mercenaries. That's what this whole game is about. Yeah, and you get a, you know, kind of a party economic management slight, you know, side to it. And at the end of each level, or the beginning of the next, whatever party members have left your party or died, you know, you can replace them. Mm -hmm. Or you can replace ones that are still in your party if you have enough money to. Yeah, which is kind of weird. It Uh, replaces the one on the far left. Yeah, it's it's kind of arbitrary, but... It, it is very strange. But I think this is a great point to start talking about the characters individually. Let's do it. Well, first off, you have the most basic unit, the servant. Yeah, yeah. And that is just, you know, a person wearing the traditional cone hat. Sure, Of, yeah. of the worker. Yeah. And they have a, a rifle. Mm-hmm. And single, single shot rifle. Yeah, only one bullet on a screen at the time. But it does go across the entire screen. Yeah, and it's, I think, the only one weapon yeah, that it's does. very useful in that fact. Now, on the downside, this uh, character only has six starting health. Yeah, which is the lowest. That kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, and then it's, all, it's very low, as you'll see. Now, on the plus side, they only cost 400 yen. And yeah. At the first round. After that, they're 500. Yeah, all the, I mean, which is kind of nice on the, the first round when you're first starting. All of these guys are a little cheaper than they are through the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So you get a little, you know, beginner discount. And, you know, I'll talk about it more later, but I did do a lot of experimenting with different teams throughout nice. this uh, game and through different levels. Okay. You know, um, spoiler alert, I own this game and have since childhood. Yeah. So uh, it was a, a lot of going against what I, you know, did as a child. And maybe thinking about, like, better strategy. Right, right. And it turns out the servant is really the under unsung hero of some levels. I think in a lot of them it really can be um, because just that extra range really helps. Yeah, while it doesn't have the health, that range in the later levels is very, very useful. Oh, yeah. And uh, for their uh, sacrificial attack, uh, they just kind of explode and just damage everyone on screen. It's not like the others where you become a spirit. No, that's pretty classist, but oh well. Yeah, well, they're just servants. Well, the next character isn't really uh, seen as much better in the eyes of the upper class. Oh, okay. And that is the ninja. Oh, right, yeah. A um, little more expensive now. Uh, this is, uh, they're 1,000 to start with. And then 1,200, I think, after that? Something like that, yeah. And their starting health is 10. Which is nice. Definitely a boost. But really, it's all about that extra health, because they also have a ranged attack where they shoot a 
throwing star forward, but it does not go nearly as far. No, it's pretty short range, but they can have two stars on screen at once. So, so. you can spam the button a little more, and I think it is stronger. That's what I've heard. Uh, eh, I'm, it doesn't I'm, seem to matter against most normal enemies. I guess it would be less hits on a boss. Right, right. Because most normal enemies just take one hit anyways. Yeah. Or the mini bosses also take more than one. So maybe there it's another useful point. Sure, sure. The ninja's uh, sacrificial attack uh, transforms him into the spirit of wind, which is kind of a, a cloud that is surrounded by a little kind of a shield of shuriken. Yeah, and those hit things, right? Oh, yeah, and uh, they can you can keep respawning them by you know firing as they, they get destroyed. You can't respawn them until they're all gone, is that correct? Uh, maybe. I, I, I didn't use the sacrificial ones a whole ton, mm-hmm. um, but uh, this one I used a little bit towards the end of my playthrough. But... Yeah, I only used them when people were about to die. Yeah, I was like, all right. Uh... Now, I do like the uh, sprite of that wind spirit. That cloud is, oh, is great yeah, looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little face on it and all. Yeah, it's a vengeful wind. <laughs> well, next up we have the samurai. Yeah, uh, slightly less expensive with only uh, 800 yen. Yeah, and you'd think that the samurai would be more expensive than the ninja. Yeah, I mean, armor's not cheap, right? Right, and all that training. <laughs> but he is, it is cheaper. And then the other more interesting fact is that it has more health than the ninja. The most, you, you're clocking in at 12 HP. That's just very, very nice. And uh, his weapon is the double crossbow. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it says in the manual. But... Okay, <laughs> you're shooting out two, like, uh... Little pokey, pointy, needly things. Yeah, that kind of comes from the top and bottom-ish area of your sprite. Mm-hmm. So you get a little uh, a little more spread than uh, the shuriken or single-shot rifle. And then his transformation attack or sacrificial attack is the Spirit of Fire. Yeah, I, I actually never use this one. Um, but it I, it shoots eight-way, you know, full eight-direction shots. Yeah, and it's every time you hit the button. Yeah, so you can just blast away. Um, and, and all of these, you can fully move around the screen, collecting coins while you're killing guys, etc. But one thing that I always uh, find interesting is that you feel like you should be damaging the enemies when you're over top of them, but you are not. Oh, right, yeah. No contact or collision detection there. So. No, no. So it's only your projectiles. Then next up, we have the monk. Oh, yeah. He's uh, pricey at 1,200 yen. Mm-hmm. And only has nine health. That's true, um, but he does have the diagonal power shots. Which, which I think is must-have for everything past level two yeah, or three. Yeah, it starts to come in real handy real quick because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, you're shooting uh, two bullets, one at a 45-degree angle um, up and to the right and down and to the right. Now, since this character is a little weaker, you would want to put him on the back end of your team with, you know, maybe your rifleman as well or peasant, whatever Sure, sure. Yeah, he's definitely a back row character. Definitely. And then his uh, transformation or whatever is the Spirit of Time. And this has a a lot of functions. One I didn't even know about is one of the many things that I wish I had known about this game as a child. (laughs) That while I did enjoy it, I would have enjoyed it even more. Yeah, this uh, the Spirit of Time is cool because it just stops enemies from spawning, and you just kind of cruise through the level for... Well, it also it speeds up the scrolling speed yeah. by like 30%. So you can get through a, a solid, what, like 25-30% of the level with this? Yeah. Like, you can, uh, yeah, and that includes bosses, so if you're still in the Spirit of Time form when a boss should spawn... Let's go back, because that's not true entirely. Okay. You have to do it when the boss's music is coming on. If you are the spirit of time and you arrive at the boss set area, it will just sit there. And when your spirit disappears, then it will It'll start run out up and the they music. Ah, I got you. Okay. Because I did that uh, a couple times where I just had a monk that was going to die towards yeah. the end of a level. Right. So I was like, might as well use him and go through. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so then you get there and you have to wait for the boss to appear. The downside of this is that... You know, you're not getting any uh, yen from any enemies that you destroy. Right. So, And you do need every bit of money you can get in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then uh, we have one a character that is worth just a tiny mention before we get into our final character. And that is the mystery special character of the game. Oh, right. The, the Tanuki. Yeah. I did not get a Tanuki. I did not either. I, I, I went through the steps to possibly get one. Yeah. But I did not uh, have a good enough fortune. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because to get the Tanuki, you must uh, go to the fortune teller in level two. You must get a, an extremely good fortune from them. Mm-hmm. Be missing a character slot in the final level of the game or the fifth level. And then go to this one shrine or something. something. I, yeah. And if you do, you will get the Tanuki, who is apparently not that great. That's what, I mean, 
from what I could tell, it was like, this looks kind of convoluted to get this person to appear. And then it was like, no, they're not that hot. I guess it shoots in a random direction. It can shoot in all eight directions. That's what I read. But it uh, has a slow attack and has no transformation. Well, and you're getting it at the very end. So, it, I mean, it probably, do, you don't have a, the final level doesn't give you a lot of opportunities to uh, buy more life to, you know what I mean? Right. So if you're getting this, eh, too little, too late. Seems like a lot of work for very little reward. Agreed. But then we have the final character, and that is the mystic, or, spoiler alert, the princess. Dun, dun, dun. And the mystic costs you 700 yen. Yeah, little, uh, the cheapest, well, next to the servant. Mm -hmm. And only has eight health. But you get uh, the vertical bullets. Yes, which are pretty much useless in levels one and two. Yeah, there's not a lot. um, I would say even up through three. I used, uh, I found that it... For me, I would use it a lot on accident where I was like, well, I mean, I got it anyways. And then I would I would appreciate it sometimes where mm-hmm. it's like I'm trying to dodge bullets and guys are running past me and it'll right. just get them then. But. but then by the time you get to levels like uh, four and then really five and six, you have creatures that are coming from behind. Yeah. And that's when you definitely need to have the mystic on your team to take care of those threats. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, the mystic will change, uh, will transform into the spirit of life. Mm-hmm. which shoots a couple, uh, I think it's a couple bouncy shots around. It's actually like at least, I think, five or six, four or six. It's 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 more than just two or three. Yeah, and it, uh, those, this is pretty strong because they don't disappear when they hit an enemy, so you can keep changing. Or a wall. Oh, right, right. They just bounce and keep bouncing. So they are very strong and very cool. Yep. And as we said, whenever you use any of those transformation attacks, that is the end of that character. You have sacrificed it, and then you'll have to buy a new character for that slot at the beginning of the next level. Yes. And along with that, you know, whoever is at the far right is the leader of your group. And like we said, you hit select to change that out. Yeah, you'll have a little, um, like, a, a cue down at the bottom of your screen that I'll show your guys in order. So you can you can tell whoever's on the right is in charge. And it's that, that leader character that you are very specifically controlling, not the center point of all four. It's just that one main character there. Yes. And everyone is following that character. Now, that character can enter... Buildings. There are buildings littered throughout the levels. Yeah, there are uh, a couple different, uh, I guess, shops or whatever you want to call them you can enter. Yes, there are cafes, and these are extremely useful. They are the most common ones as well. Yes, and inside the cafes, you are going to find a, a different variety of items. The most common things are there is a, they're healing items that will heal uh, one or all of your characters, you know, if a it's, certain amount of HP. And if it's just one character, it is always the leader. Now, right. you, you can't change your order in a shop. Yeah, and that makes me mad. Agreed. So you really have to be conscious of that and switch if you can before you go into a shop. Yeah, because it can be a, a kind of a, a quick little shuffle where you're like, all right, I'm about to go in. I got to, you know, swap these guys around, you know, hit, hit and select real rapidly to get the right person in front. Yeah, it, it can uh, it definitely keeps you on your toes. Now, the items that heal all the members to me are the most useful. Sure, they're generally more bang for your buck. And that is the sushi, which is 100 yen, and that gives mm-hmm. you one hit point back to everyone. Yep. And then there's the tea, which is three back to everyone. That's 400 yen. That's your best deal there. Yeah. Now, you may get stuck with medicine, and that's only uh, for the leader, and that's three hit points to them. So it's like, meh, not 180. Bad, but... <laughs> but, you know, it's not your leader that's usually the one that needs the health. Right, right. And then, you know, something we didn't mention is that we said starting health because you can boost people's health above their starting stat. You can go up to 30 HP. And you really should. Anytime you're available <laughs> at one of these shops, you should spend the money and get the hit points up. Yeah, get while the getting's good, folks. Because you need to build it up early now so that you can lose it later, basically. Right, <laughs> right. And at the cafes, you can also find uh, two special items. You can get the uh, scripture and the scroll. And those are level-specific, correct? Yeah. um, The scripture appears in uh, round two, I think, and scrolls appear in round five. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, these will replace the T, so you won't be able to buy it in those levels, which is really makes me mad. Agreed. I want that T, man. (laughs) I want it more than either of these things that I never bought. Well, I mean, you can use the scripture, and it will change whatever your leading character is into a monk. Yeah, the scroll will do the same, but it'll change you into a ninja. Yeah, and they are 420 and 400 yen a piece. So isn't that great of a deal? No, because it's like, well, you could buy a a servant and then turn them into a monk. And it's like, you got a cheaper one. And it's like, just barely. And you have less life. So what's the point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) 
Not really worth it, I found, but maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong, gamers. Now, in addition to these cafes, you will also find shrines throughout the levels. Or maybe just in round two. Now, are these where you get your readings? Yes, and it costs 100 yen to get your fortune. And I, I don't know if that has any bearing on the game outside of that Tanuki bonus. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Um, I didn't really try. I got an excellent reading once, and I didn't oh. notice any difference. But I, I don't know how or why. So Fair enough. <laughs> now, more importantly, there are two temples located in the game. One in round three and one in round five. These are awesome because they um, heal your entire party of three hit points. For free. Yeah. That's the key factor. That is... The price is right. And I like it because not only... Do they exist? But they also are kind of more of a grander building than oh, yeah. the shops and whatnot. Like, you know, it, it is interesting to see that you can go in these buildings. Yeah. Because they don't have a specific, like, thing about them that says, hey, enter me, or a weird shaped door or anything like that. Yeah, you see a lot of buildings uh, in this game. Mm-hmm. but um... And there, there's not a huge standout between the ones you can enter and the ones you can't. You just have to be cognizant of the signage. Right, right. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and uh, and you know the temples all look temple-y. Um, or, and you can also, in round four, you can go to the Daibutsu. Mm-hmm. That's the final type of building, I think. Yeah, and uh, I, it resurrects a dead person. I didn't have a dead person when I encountered it. so Neither did I. But uh, it, it's pretty cool. It actually looks like a Buddha statue So mm-hmm. you know, it's in, c- in the background. Faithful, appropriate. And I guess the way it works is uh, you know, you have to select the middle card to resurrect your player. And the cursor going over them is a certain speed. Yeah, and you and can the, spend more to slow it down. Yeah, the more money you give to the temple, the slower it goes. So it's easier to select that middle card. Yeah, so, I mean, the mo- even the most expensive one is 400 So it's still cheaper than most of your guys. Yeah, if, you're, back. if you have lost a guy, that's really, really uh, quite the nice bonus. And you can do it mid-level. Yeah, very nice. Well, Nick, I've already let the cat out of the bag. I owned this game, and I still own its manual. Oh, nice. It's in pretty decent condition. I would slide it over to you now, but I was too lazy to get it out of the wall of boxes that it is <laughs> currently hiding in. It's secret and safe. And uh, but So I do know that it's a pretty decent manual. Wouldn't you agree? I would. Um, For it's... a company that I've never played or heard of anything else from. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is kind of a unique gameplay kind of in certain ways so Mm -hmm. it does a very effective job of telling you what to expect the characters let's Um, start off by saying this manual is silver that's true it's silver and okay it's 21 pages and you got your silver background you know but the rest of it's black and white pictures and stuff but that's that's kind of fancy i like that yeah and i mean it is does have a lot of screenshots and uh really blown up screenshots there, yeah, um, <laughs> you can count every pixel, but uh, you get do get a little artwork of the bosses at the end. Yeah, and it's extremely detailed and very faithful. Yeah, they all look like the sprites that you will encounter. I'm um, fairly certain that was the original artwork designs that were then turned into right. sprites. Well, then good on those sprite uh, artists because they 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 captured it all, nailed it. I am a little disappointed in the enemy section because it does brag about. There are 54 different types of enemies, and and there are. Yeah. But you don't get any names, and it's like, yeah. Agreed. But then again, I think, for the most part, a lot of the names would just be Japanese things yeah, that American yeah. children would have no 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 clue of how to say. It is true. I don't know. There, there's a couple, as we get to them, I'll be like, what is this? Uh, you know. Well, but, and that is a thing, that this is a very Japanese game. It makes no bones about it. Besides the rifles that the white people uh gifted the island there is <laughs> not an influence of anything in this game that you would recognize outside of the continent of japan the only i will say this the though, island of japan in the uh there's a section where it talks about the uh different types of warriors and you know you get much like in street fighter all this ridiculous like it tells you their horoscope sign mm-hmm. blood type their favorite food well, and stuff like. and i'm guessing that horoscope was probably their other sign Right, right. You know, but, and, and, and there is a thing in Japan, though, where blood type was very... Yeah, there's a, a thing, a I think we talked about this once it. before on the show, and that's why it, it shows up in the bios of all, every Japanese character you find. Oh, it does. And I, mean, and, I mean, it actually names all of these characters, so I'm like, are you hiring people, not, like, just soldiers? Yeah. You know? Well, but, I think in a way you are, because that would make... That's why the... The mystic, the is, mystic the is the princess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. So it talks a bit about the story is very brief, but um, 
you live in Japan, and but this it does date it as the uh, Tokugawa era because that's the emperor who assembles the mercenary force to retake the land from demons. And oddly enough, it is uh, historically accurate. There would have been uh, both the samurai and the riflemen at yeah, that time. Yeah, it's uh, so good on them, man. And uh, and like uh, many a good anime, your ragtag group of characters must band together and stop the enemy evil forces uh, and rescue the princess, return her to the throne, something yes. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, the manual does give you a few hints at the end. It hints towards the tanuki. It says something about mm-hmm. getting a good reading in the shrine and talks about the scriptures and the daibatsu a little bit, but uh, pretty vague. But Mainly it's just very thorough about understanding the different formations and yeah, yeah. how each character works. It gives you a good little chart breakdown where it shows like the formation with all four people, mm-hmm. then three, then it's a, two. It's a nice bracket. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, pretty pretty good. Definitely, I would say, an effective manual, if not the prettiest. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? I never played this as a child. Uh, I Do remember... I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power, and I yes. was like, this looks awesome. Like, I, I didn't quite understand how it worked. And that was its first introduction to me as well. I, I needed a new Game Boy game. And as I poured through the issues of Nintendo Power, that little, I mean, I can still remember exactly what its little half-page review looked like. Right, right. And it just intrigued me, you know, oh, using multiple characters and that kind of thing. That's always a draw for me. And they gave it a pretty decent review, if I recall. Yeah, and uh, this game also, we should mention, has some pretty awesome box art. Like mm-hmm. the almost reminds me of the brute, the dude who did the KMFDM. I've heard it compared to that before, and it's very apt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can see where people would get attracted to this game, you know? Yeah, and as I said, I owned it. Uh, I bought it at Toys R Us, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Got my slip, took it to the front. You know, read the instruction manual all the way home, as we all did. But this was a game I never beat, even though I owned it. Right. Well, it's tough. I mean, I a few years ago, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, Mercenary Force. I always wanted to try this, and I did on Emulator. And uh, I played through a bit. I cheesed through with some with the monk uh-huh. cheat, kind of. And I remember thinking, like, that's not that hard. It is. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, the third levels, they, the boss of the third levels, where I kind of tapped out as a kid. But I played it so many times that luckily, as we'll find out, a lot of it was burnt deep into my memory. Mm. Which brings us to our more recent experience with the game. Nick, how many times did you play this? Oh, I played it six times probably. Uh, Quite a few. Mm -hmm. Um, I would uh, just keep beating my head against it, trying to get farther, you know, and eventually... As the time of our recording drew nearer, I was I was like, all right, I'm running out here. I'm going to use, there is a cheat code, mm-hmm. and I used it to get start with 50,000 yen, and then I just cruised through and beat it with that. Yeah, well, I you know, I've used that code as well, because doing our research, I found a, a litany of codes available, mm-hmm. especially I'm always a fan of ones that work just on the cartridge, because I mainly played this on the cartridge. Right, right. And I found even with that 50,000 Yen code, those last two levels are still very rough. I almost died at the last boss, right? You know what I mean? Agreed. Uh, I mean, it is not like, oh, well, now I have all the money. I'm just going to walk through this game. I mean, you can keep, you know, refilling your life at every cafe, but those bosses are still hard and you can only go up to 30. So you're only getting so strong. Indeed. Now, I do have a tip for us we'll talk about in a moment where you can get above that 30. But I did not utilize that. Instead, I did use that code as well. Uh, I tried going through without it a few times. just wasn't going to happen for me. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah. I tried several approaches, too. None of them worked. So, <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, therefore, I did beat the game, but uh, I did use that $50,000 cheat. Beyond that, though, I beat it totally legit. Right on. Same with you? Um, yeah, yeah. I just plowed through for the most part. Really, it wasn't until the last level I was, I was hurting, you mm-hmm. know, where I was really like, oh, man, like, I don't know what to do. I can't refill my life. Here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd just like to start by saying, where exactly did this genre go? I don't know, man. I love this concept. And and there are a few games similar to it where you're a person and is a side-scrolling shooter, like Gunsmoke. Right, right. Example. But this really took it to the next level. And it feels like the kind of game that there should have been a lot more of. Yeah, I like the team management plus the action. I, I mean, really the things, I mean... 
a lot of the things I kind of didn't like about this game would have been solved if it was on an NES where you just have a bigger screen or, right. you know, more room to maneuver a bit. You a little know? quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this game is uh, maybe like a mix of Gunsmoke and Game Ground. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I totally. I, I like both that. those a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, although look, I've never seen Gunsmoke. Look for a Game Ground episode in the future, folks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a classic. Um, but yeah, this game, I think, like, you know, the graphics are pretty good for, you know, your sprites look fine for being... Well, let's start there. I actually really like the character sprites. Yeah, I think they all look as unique as they can. I, and, you know, I'm big about smaller sprites, mm-hmm. especially on the Game Boy, but I can't see them getting any smaller and still being intelligible. Right, and they all have a little bit of motion to them. Not a lot of animation, but just enough. Yeah, and that's not just your characters. Like we said, there's 54 enemy sprites out there. And the majority of those enemies are pretty recognizable. I mean, you can tell what they are or what they're trying to be. Yeah, yeah. I uh, And I like them. They're all, they all have a lot of character to them. I love the backgrounds. They are all, uh, each level gets more, you know, it kind of tells a story about your progression to the demon thing. Uh, yeah, and for me, I think the backgrounds are one of the t- most top-notch aspects of this game. Yeah, and I mean, there's, aside from just these cool, like, you know, you're going through maybe villages and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty, like, rough terrain, but there's a lot of little details, like bells, wells, lanterns, things, yeah. overturned carts. Oh, is like, just, I love those carts. Mm, yeah. yeah, and they're littered in, throughout the level in such a way that really makes it feel like a, a lived-in landscape and not just a level. In fact, so much so that I, I, I can't even think of any other Game Boy game that really has that undefined look where, you know, I I don't feel like I'm looking at the stripe that is the walking path and the stripe that is the sky. It all blends together to be, you know, one really interesting looking thing to look at. And I mean, really my only complaints are just that the levels I think feel cramped a bit with your guys. Like, but I mean, I can't complain that it's not so much that the sprites are too big as I feel like there's just not enough screen real estate. True. And then the way the game handles slowdown, I think, is really nice because it prioritizes all the bullets. Mm -hmm. So it'll give you character slowdown a tiny bit, but you never lose track of any bullets. You can always see what's moving around, and that's, the for me, the key key factor. I mean, it is pretty bad with the flicker sometimes because you've got got four characters already on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then when you get enemies and coins and things, everything starts kind of, you know, can flicker in and out. But, yeah, what you going to do? Now, the bosses of the game, I, you know, you may have not seen many of them, but I have, and <laughs> I, they are great. Most yeah. of them are really cool designs. There's a few that feel a little lazy, but for the most part, they are really interesting and very large sprites for the Game Boy. And, uh, you know, have uh, pretty good varied, like, attack patterns enough, you know, to where yeah. they, f- they feel different, you know. It's not just another big thing you're shooting. Definitely. And then when you are fighting that boss, you're also usually in an area that's fairly unique like at a giant pagoda or something along those lines yeah or like a gate at the end Mm -hmm. or something of each level yeah and then finally the one thing i wanted to mention was that this game does have some really good game genie codes oh really and as i we've gone on i've really come to appreciate the game genie in a way i never did sure and one of the things that this can do for you is not just give you the invincible code blah 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 you can choose any one of the classes to start with 50 hearts or 50 health instead of its normal amount. Okay, cool. So that's what you're... Yeah, so you can get more that way. Like, you know, if you wanted just a little boost, you could maybe have your peasants have 50 and everyone else be normal. So I I like the fact that there's a variable levels of difficulty or help you can give yourself Yeah, you can tweak it just enough. Exactly. Here we are in our level-by-level portion of the show. And there are six, count them, six levels in this game. That's right, or rounds. And each one case. is 12 full screens. Yeah, so they're, they're which they might not sound that big, but you're not moving that fast. <laughs> no, this is one of the slowest side-scrolling games I've ever played, not just in the character movement, but in the scrolling. Yeah. The scrolling is extremely slow. Yeah. <laughs> so you start out with level one. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, this you'll start off, you're in a kind of a bamboo forest-looking area. Mm-hmm. Um Really, you're just going to be uh, beset upon almost immediately by some evil, I guess, samurai, swordsmen, something. Yes. March at you. I don't even think the first ones shoot at you. They no, just not in this level. Kill a bunch of them, and then uh, this level, much like I think all the levels, generally have a cafe pretty close to the beginning mm-hmm. where you can move in. Like, you will have just bought your first party. Right. So, um, which, 
I mean, I played around with different uh, squads, but the one I, I used with my code when I beat it is I just bought a uh, ninja, a samurai, a monk, and a mystic. Oh, you went like the four. Yeah, just I, I thought that would be a classic one. I would tell people to skip the mystic this early on. Well, if you're using the code, there's really no, like, later you need the mystic to be right. the princess to get the best ending, because mm-hmm. there are three different endings. But if you use the code, you're getting the worst one anyway, so... Eh. Right. Now, if you are not using the code, I would actually say, try doing this level with only one or two characters. Yeah, um, that's a, a strategy I, I... After watching a playthrough, I was like, oh, huh, you can dodge way better if you only have one or two guys. Yes, it's much easier. Really don't need them for the first level, second level, you can probably... You know what I mean? Right, like, and in turn... Save up that money, you're not damaging and paying these people to keep them alive. Exactly. So, you know, if you are not using the code, I would say don't use more than two people here. And if you're going to use two, keep them in that fire formation so they're just in a straight line and you'll have a lot easier time dodging all those projectiles. Any At this point, any combination of ninja, samurai, or servant will do you pretty well in this level, I mm-hmm. think. Now, this level, uh, you know, is introducing most of your main specific humanoid enemies. Yeah, after you get, you'll start seeing some ninjas. Um, towards the end, there'll be those weird, uh, I don't know what they are. I call them floaty top hat guys. They, they have a weird round-looking head thing mm. with, like, a, a hole in it. I don't know, an, an eyeball. I don't yes. know. I, I think those are supposed to be some form of monk. Well, whatever they are, they suck. They come in and, and kind of zigzag up and down with yes. their shots, and they shoot at you. They they can be tough. Um, through most of the game, sadly, one of my most effective strategies, since your range is generally so short, save for the servant, is you stay right up by the front of the screen, and you're... Most of these guys, you can kill them before they'll shoot if you have yes. the timing right. So that's what I was always kind of going for. But then you have the the choice where you're like, all right, I just killed this guy. If I run up and grab these coins before they disappear, cause, and they will, after way too quick, I think. Uh, yeah, it's Frustratingly so. You're like, oh, come on. <laughs> so it's like you kind of have to make this choice to give up your safe spot, you know, or your cover, or run out and get these coins or not. And, you know, that's kind of where a lot of strategy comes from. Yeah, oh, definitely the most strategy. Now, this level does have a few uh, mini-bosses. It has some larger enemies that I guess we wouldn't call mini-bosses, like the tigers. Yeah, yeah. And these are just giant tigers that jump down, rush at you, and they take more shots than any enemy. Yeah, they they have a they shoot bullets somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the one I was really getting to was the giant centipede. Yeah, that uh, he's kind of the real... That's more of a real mini-boss, because right. it's moving around, it's got a long tail of... And the, sex. the way they animate it is actually really cool and really smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it uses a, a variant of the ball method, but really it's just stacking coin shapes. Yeah, and they're overlaying not stretched them. out. And so. they're never moving. It's just yeah. changing, like adding a tile and subtracting a tile. Yep. But it, it works really well and it's very fluid, and I liked it quite a lot. Yeah, this boss, obviously, like you would expect, shoot it in the head. Repeatedly dodging it, it shoots a little spread... Out, I think, three fireballs, maybe. Yeah. Not too tough. There is really not a lot to talk about strategy-wise in this game. Because like most bullet hell games or shooters, it's just avoid the bullets. Yeah. Um, if you beat him, you progress. I do want to say there's these cool... When you get any of the water, the river tiles... I like them a lot. I love them because they look like that little swirl from the Japanese uh, block print art yes. or whatever, right? Yeah, it's a very traditional-looking wave, and it is great-looking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because then you were talking about the water where you cross a little bridge, mm-hmm. which is a little scary because, you know, your formation... It's a tight uh, it's it's a a bottleneck. Indeed. But, you know, that, that signifies that you're almost at the end of the level where you will find the dragon. Yeah, the sky dragon. The sky dragon. Which... Um, Traditional kind of, Asian-style dragon. Yeah. Very um, cool-looking. It just kind of, you know, it's... Kind of similar body type to the uh, earlier centipede thing. It'll snake up and down, kind of in a loose figure eight, shooting a spread at you. Avoid the shots, shoot him in the head. Yeah, it does a three shot. <laughs> a lot of times I would get here, I did not have a, a monk. Right, So right. I didn't skip through it. And you can take him out with almost every other person's super form. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah in, in one round. Someone. Or it's, it's about ten shots, maybe. I always was able to kill him without too much trouble. So. Indeed. Now, next up, you have round two. Yeah, now you're in a kind of a forest village. Um, mm-hmm. Got some new trees here. Nice looking trees. Yeah. Um, now we're going to fight all kinds of uh, animals here. Frogs right away. So the people are gone and the creatures have taken over. Well, let me say the animals have taken over, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, you're uh, moving away. I think this is where you'll start seeing some more of those like overturned carts. It looks like, mm-hmm. the, you know, some of these walls are busted in the background as such. Now, the, those frogs are super annoying. 
you really want to get these as soon as they hop out because they'll they'll kind of lob a shot at you at an arc. And it's so hard to avoid getting well, hit by. That's tough, man. Because um, you're especially if you have four people. But uh, gun yeah. these guys down right away. You'll see uh, snakes. Yep, snakes will be showing up soon, as well as flying squirrels that mm-hmm. fly. Do you mean are those flying squirrels or are those tanuki? I think they're tanukis, is what they're supposed to be. But right. um, they come flying in from behind at the top and bottom of the screens. Will cross over and then attack. They're you. not too bad. Uh, eventually, they start shooting as they fly across, mm-hmm. and that's awful. These, uh, this is where this is the first area. Maybe a monk or a mystic might help be, mm-hmm. for those guys. But other than that, yeah. they always cross in front of you, though. Yes, so it's yeah. not that bad. And then there's a uh, bats. Yeah, um, there's uh, towards the end, you'll see those. You'll start getting like big ranks, like a whole line of soldiers will just come in the screen and they'll all and shoot stop and you. fire. So, when you get to one of these sequences, I could kind of see using that mountain formation if you're like right up front, so yeah. you could shoot them all as soon as they appear. But monks can kind of help here too, yeah, yeah, if you got one. If not, you can, I mean, you just shoot the ones in front of you and you're fine. So, now let's talk about the mini boss in this level. With the giant fish thing, flying fish? Yes. Wasn't there a giant frog there before is, that? There, yeah. I was saying, yeah. Before okay. the first, there's a giant frog. Yeah, that's the real mini boss. <laughs> yeah. Really. Th- there's a giant fish that is like the tigers. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of comes down. It takes more shots than normal. But not, it's not like, too damaged. Not like too a catfish, you know? Mm-hmm. But the real problem is this giant frog. He takes a lot of shots and... And he's a big pain in my butt. He lobs a bunch of uh, projectiles at you. And they're very like haphazard. So it's very hard to discern where they're going to be. And it's not like a very specific pattern with little room in between them to maneuver your men. Right. So I'm losing a lot of health here, no matter what. And this, uh, which, you know, really sucks for this level because this is round two. So all your cafes no longer carry tea. Yeah. Thank so you. If you want to fill up your life, uh, you hopefully, if you're using the code, you're still wasting a lot of money on bad deals. This is also where the, there's a fortune teller in here where you, you're going to need to get your reading for later if you want that tanuki. Yes. Now, at the back end of this level, you actually leave the village. So yeah. That's yeah. another cool little thing showing you you know what the progression of the stages are. Mm-hmm. And when you do, you make it to a clearing area and you fight the second boss of the game. The razor rat. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be a rat. I always yeah. thought it was like a wolf. Well, yeah. well, it's like a wolf head surrounded by like a spinning scythes. Yeah. Well, if you look at the picture, it's each one of those looks like um, like a leg with a big claw coming off it and right. they rotate around kind of buzzsaw-ish. Yeah, that, that seems like a creepy Japanese thing. It is gross. And uh, luckily, he's not too bad. He kind of has like a projectile shield as he's spinning around. You mm-hmm. dodge him and it, and then it'll he'll shoot some off at times. There's a gap in the shield you aim for, duck in and out. You know, this is one of the last bosses where you really don't need to use uh, a sacrificial form. Right. You can dodge most of his attacks pretty easily if you stay on the left side of the screen. Yeah, you can make it. I, I did. I mean, again, exactly. I was cheating when I did. But Now... Uh, you defeat this uh, creature, this thing, this elemental. You move on to round three. You're seeing like dead trees. You're on kind of a cliff side. I yeah, think. you're getting into the creepy side of town. And you also know that because now all of the weird enemies that you never understood what they were in Japanese video games <laughs> are starting to jump out at you. Well, okay, right away you'll be attacked by some squadrons of what I call teddy bears. They look like teddy bears to me with a stick. They have weird, I don't know if they're supposed to be like a horn helmet or mm-hmm. something, but to me, I'm just crashing these teddy bears picnic, man. But uh, you, this level here, this is really where monks and... Uh, Maybe a mystic will come in handy. You'll start seeing those weird, wispy ghost things that'll go oni, across yeah, the like top and bottom. Yeah, like a traditional Japanese oni ghost. They'll come down and get you. You got those like lightning bolt mm-hmm. things that appear, come down. Um, yeah, you also get uh, attacked by some, you know, uh, crows, birds. Yep. Flying around. They're, I, I love the birds. They do look great. Is this where that one enemy returns that is from, that's a traditional Japanese thing that blew our minds? That's the umbrella? With the sandal? Ooh, I'm not sure. I wrote, I know they come out in round five, but they might have come out here earlier. I, but, yeah, they're back, man. <laughs> Sorry we don't remember what they're called, folks. They're, I love them. Yeah, evil umbrellas, man. But, yeah, so, you know, you're making your way through here. Hit the cafes. You're not going to be penalized in this one. You There's can raise a temple your, here. Raise your health know. up. And you can raise your health up and temple. So, double bonus. Pretty cool. Uh, mini boss, though. What yeah, is what, it? Is the giant, like, devil face? Mm-hmm. Or like a no-mask-looking demon thing? Yeah, definitely a demon, Japanese demon kind of head. I mean, most of these guys, I don't know. I feel like... They drop down from the top, and they just kind of occupy the center of the screen, and you just have to 
run up and shoot as much yeah. as you can. I mean, I don't really ever have much of a strategy other than just blast that's, them as much and as fast as you. Yeah, that's the strategy I use as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, you do, well, you get to move on and move off through like, a, you know, into the mountainy area. Yeah, yeah, you're getting farther away from civilized territory. Mm-hmm. And then you finally roll up on a really cool looking pagoda mm-hmm. and find the boss of round three. Yes, the mega corn. Yes. Was this like a unicorn, but well, it's more like intense? Little guy. No, I know this. Is slowly. He as you can imagine, horn, like... this is uh, one of my favorite boss fights. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker for size changing mechanics, and this is great. You start out fighting a tiny little stick man. Yeah, even smaller than your people. Yes. But after a few hits, he becomes slightly larger. Yeah, and we'll continue. How many? I think that's four, four yeah. transformations until it's much larger than you. Yeah, and he kind of has these bullets that are just kind of circling around him mm-hmm. in a field. Um, and I'm imagining he shoots some too, but... He does. They shoot off of him. I just parked myself right in front and just blast Spam him. Spam away. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can take this guy out really quickly. Yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, if you're like me and you're cheating, you got all that money, you're like, I know I can just refill my life all the way up after this guy. So let's just, let's dance. If you do dance the night away, you can uh, wake up the next morning, move on to round four, where you'll find yourself uh, in a little more dangerous land. I read this as like a mountain valley. I guess it could be cavern. I'm not sure. There's a lot of rocks. I mean, you will see later on more of the dead trees. There are tree stumps. A lot of busted shops and buildings here. Yeah, and you'll also be finding more supernatural creatures like uh, skeletons. Yeah. Um, there sort are of like winged gargoyle-ish, harpy looking yeah. thing. I think there's there's some griffins. Uh, I like the skeletons, how you see them come out of the ground. Yeah. And, you know, you have a second to, like, orient your shots. Mm-hmm. There's some evil monkeys here. Oh, yeah. I don't like them. This is uh, this is the home of the Daibutsu, so if you lose someone here, um, you know, you can bring them back. I did not. Uh, and there's two cafes, so you do have two chances at, to drink tea, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was very needed. And this level does not have a mini-boss, so... Be thankful. Yeah, cruise on to the final boss of it, which is the Iclops. Okay, that's a name. It's a it. weird. It looks like a big uh, kind of a or reverse capital C. Yes. With an eyeball in the you know in the middle. Yes. And then it separates its its sections well, out at you. But the the rest of that C is made of smaller eyeballs. Yeah. No, it's the, a big cluster. The entire it's... creature is eyeballs. Yeah, it's kind of gross, and mm-hmm. but. You know, you, you can move in and out. You shoot this thing in its eye, obviously, but it'll separate into different pieces that will expand out in eight directions and then retract. Yeah. Got to dodge those a bit. This this, uh, this is where I started using the wind spirit. Oh, yeah. This guy, um, I feel like he would be way easier with two people just because you, like, there's no, it's so hard to dodge his bullets and the pieces when he when comes it, when out. When it separates, I'm always getting hit. There's so, just no way yeah, of not I, getting hit. I was just blasting him away in the eyeball the whole time. With those, you know, I tried to dodge, and I'm like, some of you guys are going down in the back. Sorry, you're too slow, but mm. I tried. <laughs> well, if you try, and you try hard enough, you will win. Yes, you will. And then you can get in to round five. And round five. This is a, yeah, You have this path, you start off, you're going between, like, I guess rivers. There's some watery areas mm-hmm. in the background at first. Uh and eventually, this is where you'll start seeing a lot of, uh, like, broken walls um, and, and graves everywhere. You yes. Know, heading into some serious uh, grave uh, graveyards. And you're actually going to be fighting a lot more humans again, mixed with creatures. When you'll see those uh, fire skulls, they look really cool. They're, like, coming at you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They have, like, flame coming off them. I think it's some pretty cool-looking skulls. And, and definitely those evil umbrellas. Yeah, they're definitely here. In these weird enemies, I called them, uh, I don't know if they're like like an egg roll or something. You know, it looks like a cylinder with a mouth in the middle that's bent, you know, and it's like yes. chomping at you. Is, what is that? Is it like a, I don't know. some weird bug, a creature? I if, if this was not a Japanese game, I would have thought it to be a punching bag. I was going to say like an evil punching bag. But egg roll makes more sense, slightly. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this is mainly this horrible graveyard you're rolling through. And for me, it's very noticeable because this is when you're going to be using your fire formation a ton. Mm, you're going to need to dodge a lot of stuff here, man. And there's just a lot of narrow passages. There's a lot of graves in the way, rocks, Clutter. stuff. So it's like you just need to be as thin as possible. And also, you only have you have one cafe in the whole level. You do have a temple later, but those are your only chances to heal. So it's, it's starting to get uh, pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think this level has a mini boss either. I know it, there's... 
There's those giant skull that comes out. It's like the real big one, but I don't think that's a real. No, it's because just a big enemy. Yeah, yeah. And that is again like those other things because it's it doesn't take long to, to destroy. Yeah, but yeah, there's a giant skull you fight. Kill it. More importantly, there is the boss of this level. Yeah, the death worm. The death worm. Ugh. Which looks like a giant, like... Does not look like a worm. No, it looks more like a... Or maybe a, like a mealworm, kind of? Like a sluggy... I don't know. Metapod, almost? I don't know. But mm-hmm. it shoots these... Uh, it has shots it shoots out. And then these kind of like orbs that go in and out from the front of it. I, I don't know what those are supposed to be. Like, Well, there's three that kind of rotate and bounce around in front of it. And then those yeah, yeah. shoot out and are replaced by other ones, it seems like. Or that's what they're trying to make it look like. Either way, this thing's gross. And it is hard to avoid uh, those hits because that's all happening in front of it. So yeah. <laughs> to get in an area to hit it, you are in the movement range of all of its attacks. Yeah, and I mean, I was here with a monk and a, a mystic, but it's like, do you want to spend an hour and a half fighting this guy, shooting a one diagonal shot at a time from safety? Maybe you could do that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just got up and started slugging away. Okay. And if you don't, you can always wind spirit through this area. Mm-hmm. And if you do, either way, you will be on to round six, the final round. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess, the ruined forest village. Yeah, and if you want the best ending, now you have to choose having a mystic in your party. Yeah, so if you if you have any spots, or even if you don't, replace someone. If you want that ending, and you didn't cheat, yes, you can get the, the mystic. Um, this level begins with an onslaught of spiders. They are coming at you fast and hard. Um, well, tons of them. It doesn't just begin with it. There are many points in this level where just a couple walls of spiders come out <laughs> and, and, be... and attack you. And, you know, we, we talked earlier about where it's like you got to be up in the front, you know, to, to get them before they attack, mm-hmm. right? And you will get overwhelmed, especially here where it's like, oh, man, I got to fall back to dodge. And, and then another wave's and, right in there. In that second, you're like, all right, now I'm full. There's no way I'm getting out of this. I, I, I messed up. Like, yeah. don't ever retreat. Like, you got to stand your ground up there, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, that gets to a point um, that I, I kind of forgot to make in the general chat, is that this is really a memorizing game. Yeah. M- much like in our type, uh, you know, your life force. You need to start remembering where every enemy is going to appear from. And I think there's a certain rhythm to it, too. Like, if you're up front and just spamming your buttons, you'll do all right. But you, it's really better to time it to know, like, all right, I got to wait a second and then start shooting because yeah, wasted like that shots. Whole, like, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But this final level, man, it's kind of a bummer because you're also going through like you can see the abandoned village. Like it's like you're coming back up upon I think it feels like the the main residence of your kingdom that has yeah. fleed. Yes. Everyone's yeah. gone. You're you're here and there is one cafe at the very beginning and that's it. So yeah. take advantage of it. Fill yourself up to thirty if you can afford it. Um you'll be fighting all kinds of weird things. Lots of those tanukis. Oh, yeah. Uh kites. With faces that come mm-hmm. at you, right? The banners. I don't know what. Man. Right. Those things are those like, I, don't, I guess cannonballs or something that drop from the top <sighs> and split. Yeah, those things are the worst. They can be tough to avoid. You have to be at the very back of the screen, I feel like, to avoid them. Yeah. Or yeah. to avoid their, their explosions. It's uh, If you got four people, it's a tight fit. Definitely. You get some uh, fireballs that'll, you know, sign wave in and out. Um, and fish, a lot of fish. It's really just like this is a, a gauntlet, man. Tons of enemies just coming at you nonstop. And while we said you want that mystic to get the best ending, you you also want it to be able to attack like the never-ending amounts of things that are entering from the top and bottom of the oh, screen. This is it really pays off here. You want a mystic and a monk, you know. You basically have to. I mean, I would say more than half the enemies are coming from the top and bottom yeah, of the screen, yeah. not from the front. It's it's an onslaught for sure. Well, if you can handle the never-ending onslaught that is the wave after wave of creatures and soldiers and whatnot, you will find yourself at the final boss of this game. Yeah, the Dark Mirror. The Dark Mirror. Which is a pretty cool-looking boss where it's like two upper torsos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it's like a playing card. Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. Like the king or the jack. It's it's the it's the two yeah. halves, to, uh, top halves of the body joined yeah and it'll it'll separate at times and then reform mm-hmm. um it can it's, it's pretty detailed and interesting mm-hmm. looking. it's uh it's a cool sprite man a little um, creepy mm-hmm. it's uh there's a reason he's in charge uh two heads are better than one now can you use that wind power on this final boss uh, i'm pretty sure you can the time the answer yeah. is yes i was uh, yes you can because <laughs> when i cheesed through it years ago that's what i did is mm-hmm. i was like i'm just gonna keep monks always have a monk always use right it, you know 
Um, but you can beat him without it. Um, and, you know, it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, um, I will say that, you know, I was cheating. So I sure filled up all my guys to 30 at the cafe. And by the time I got here, I was probably half defeated, you know, oh, yeah. HP-wise. And I almost died. I used... Uh, How many men were you down to? I was down to two people were with... You- Less one guy had one hit point and the other one had two. Oh, were you able to get anyone's super moves off before they died? I did use my ninja okay. here, so I did a lot of damage with that. When I was getting like the thing that would kill me is like he'll move he'll, when the, he separates uh-huh. and uh, will kind of charge forward at points, and it would just go through all my guys. Like yeah, boom, there's boom. almost no way to avoid it, and you're like, oh, That's crud, five <laughs> to ten damage. And that was, I lost my fourth person, so I started instantly scrambling, like, all right, rotate through, get this guy in front. And to, for me, that is one of the hardest things in a boss is like, oh, this guy's almost dead. It's so hard to get that guy to lead her. Yeah. And then up to do that special move. Sacrifice him. I'll do all this while not getting hit. Exactly. So, yeah, this boss, it, it, it's hard to avoid taking damage from it. It's so large. It does so much movement, so many bullets coming out of it. You are going to take a lot of damage. If you're afraid of that, Wind power, baby. Roll on through. Yeah, yeah. And depending on what you've done in this game, you will get one of three endings. Yes, um, I got the bad one where you go inside the castle and it's like, oh no, the evil ones are still in the castle. Yeah, there's like a demon yeah. sitting on the throne and a, a little who's who of uh, <laughs> different villains and, and enemies. There's that the uh, sandal yeah, umbrella yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hanging out there. There's like an oni. Uh, You're in trouble, man. Yeah, so not not very good. And they just kind of like laugh at you, and that's it. That's the only screen you get. Yeah. Now, do you know anything about the, the, the average ending? I don't. I was trying to find stuff, but I couldn't, because I, I didn't get it. I assume it's like the castle, the evil ones are gone, but there's no like, princess. Well, right? yes. Now, I do know of the good ending. Yeah. And the very good ending is the king, or sorry, the king, the emperor, since we're in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, is sitting there and it says, oh, you've destroyed everyone and the princess is back. Thank you. She can be returned to the throne and everyone looks happy. Yeah. And then the real key factor is you get another little bit of a dialogue about how everyone came together to save the kingdom. And most importantly, you get a beautiful sunrise. That's true. With a silhouette of all of the character types. Yeah, and it's a cool, like, this. it has sunbeams coming, like, the imperial yeah. Japanese flag. It's pretty sweet. It is a very, very nice way to end the game. It is. Here we are in the review portion of our show, and of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system with a possible point of 0 to 5 across four categories, starting with graphics and sound. Um, I gave this a 3.5. As did I. I think, uh, you know, we already talked a lot about the sprites and the backgrounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're extremely good for the Game Boy. Yeah, and uh, the music is pretty Ser- serviceable. good. I think it's it's not really catchy. It can be annoying sometimes, but it also really does feel like, although I don't know what historical Japanese music sounds like, this supports my Western stereotypes. Yeah, it's, it's what we've been led to believe <laughs> it does. And, yeah, like you said, it, it is... It borders on, but never gets annoying. Yeah. So that's nice. But, of course, we must both say that we love the backgrounds of this game mm-hmm. and the foregrounds. I mean, the level design of this game really stands apart from other Game Boy games and its naturalism and just the way everything looks really as one one piece. It's something I didn't appreciate as much when I was playing it because, you you know, you're so down in it getting shot yeah. at. But when I was kind of watching a playthrough doing notes and I was like wow like you can really see progressions in the backgrounds and I really like it a lot next up is play control I was on the fence I ended up giving it a 2.5 that's what I did as well I was really I had a 3.0 and then I remembered um well just how hard it was to change uh my Leader, my, that knocked it down to My 5. thing is, I, I hate the lagging behind of your your followers. See, I, that's I like kind it. of charming in a I way. I know, I know, I know what you mean. I, I like it too, but it's like, I'm like, that makes it so much harder to keep them alive. Now, where, I agreed. If the game was a little faster. Yeah, or you had more space, then it would be Then that I'd would be, be amazing. Yeah. Totally, but, but then, as it is. Not too bad. No. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I took too many hits or lost too many guys while trying to get them into the leadership position. Right. And, and that's just a bummer. But otherwise, you know, 
it is responsive. It, it, you know, you guys always move the direction you want. You're only shooting that one direction. So you can line up your shots very easily. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. never a problem. It's just that when uh, there's so much going on in the screen and you are that slow, it's you're going to have some tr- some issues. Oh, yeah. All right. Challenge factor time. All right. I give this a 4.5. So far, we are in lockstep. Oh, nice. Because I did as well and wrote so hard. There is not enough money in this game. Well, I was so scared at the end of this game. I had cheated. And I was almost dying. I was like, I'm going to have to play through this whole thing again. Like, and I cheated. Like, I'm so lame. But, you know, that really where I was like, holy crap. Like, even if you cheat, it's still hard. Like, yeah. In a way, you know. So I think that. I feel like if I would have had that $50,000 code as a kid, I could have probably gotten good enough to maybe legit through it. Like right. Once you've memorized everything. But, yeah, it's just there's just not enough money in the game. Yeah. If you're not playing with that with that code. Good luck, man, because you won't have enough money. We well, didn't talk I mean, about this by the end to to buy more characters. Yeah, and you like you know you're only getting ten coin or ten yen per coin, yeah, which is not enough. And since they disappear so damn fast, like you you know, ah, it's it's heartbreaking to watch them all just these fields of coins disappearing. And you're like, I want you, I want my sushi. Yeah, I mean, really, the only reason I did not give this a five was the fact that there are cheats baked into the game. Right, right. And, and I think we forgot to mention a level select code as well. Right. I mean, yeah, there's no continues here, people, or lives, really. Like, it's, you know, it's rough. But it's only like a half hour, so it gets the brevity squeeze as well. Finally, we have theme and fun, and I gave this a 3.5. Me too. Hey. Solid. This might be our second or third yeah. totally congruent score. Yeah. Oh. And I wrote that it is just, it's very fun. Um, it's very fun. It's just too hard. Yeah, it's its one of these, like, it's worth a cheat. You can, you know, like I just said, you can beat this game in 35 minutes if you use the code yeah. generally. So it's not real long. No. But it's really, like, it's, it's an interesting concept. It's got some neat ideas, and it's fun to kind of see those and play around with them. And it just really is like a tease that, like, man, if they would have just... Yeah. Maybe had a sequel on an NES or, you know, really got to take this ball and run with it a little more, you know? It's, yeah, because... It's a great idea. Theme-wise, it's really cool. They explore moving through a kingdom. The enemies feel like they fit in each area. You know, your boss is fairly congruent with the background it's at. It, it all feels a very well-put-together game. It has a lot of really cool, fun mechanics. It does. It's just that difficulty. Difficulty Ooh. levels just a little too too far up there. So, Nick... Should you play this game? I, I was really torn because it's so hard, but I think so. It's got a cheat code. Use it. Beat it. It's fun. Agreed. There, there's value to be had in that. Well, I said, yeah, this is a, a unique you know, gem in the Game Boy Collection um, that there, there's just nothing else like it. So yeah. you really owe it to yourself to just explore this game a little bit and, and you know, add it to the wealth of knowledge that you're you're all growing out there on the mechanics of game history and uh, game design. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you do in your spare time, right? That's what you should do, slackers. But no, seriously, it is fun, even though it's very hard. So if you do find a copy of this game somehow, definitely give it a try. Next week's game will be The Adventures of Lolo 1 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if uh, there's anything we forgot or got wrong, get a hold of us at gmail at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you. You can also contact us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Drop us a line, tell us, uh, you know, whatever, what you think of the show, what you thought of... uh, the last game we talked about, mm. we have had some responses as people have talked to us about, you know, format of the show. And I guess we should have been a little more specific. Now, we are always interested in feedback as to if things are too long um, or too short. A lot of people have said that they are very cool with uh, longer episodes. We want to know how cool you are with those shorter episodes. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's just a little easier on us to break up our longer episodes into shorter ones. Uh, this is a part time gig for us. So, you know, we want to know if that's okay with you or if that second part is just never really as as nice on your plate as the first one. Make your voices heard. 
But you can also find out when the show goes up on Twitter at Cart Command. And of course, it's those fine and wonderful folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command that give their hard-earned dollars to us. And in turn, we make this show. Because without them, I'm not sure it could be financially possible. They are the key. They are the key, and they are truly the mercenary force that we rely on month to month. <laughs> so thank you so much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! that uh, Melnac is uh, next door to Melmac, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the home planet of Al. <laughs>